Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio on a special Zoom episode of the Built to Grow podcast, joined by the victor of viruses, Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? Hey, let's kill it. Special guest today. This is a three-peat for Rick Mayo. Rick is the founder and CEO of uh, Alloy Personal Training. Also, the reason he's on the uh, podcast today is he's actually open. He's in a state that allowed to, to lift the business closures, and we brought him in uh, to talk to us about that. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Tim. I'm super pumped to be open and uh, excited to share failures, successes, and the mood, and just all things open, reopening. I think, I think today, because it is Wednesday and we like the whiskey and there's a lot to drink about, we should probably do a quick uh, Whiskey Wednesday cheers, if you will. Cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. There you go. Everybody's drinking something different today. I got the Bushmills. What do you got, Rick? I'm um, uh, 1792 today. That's the, yeah. Nice. Is that the single barrel? Single barrel? Good stuff? It is, yes. Oh, and then what do you got, Randy? I got the Jameson Black Barrel. Thank you for uh, that was a birthday gift. So yeah, I don't I'm not, I think it was, was old, your birthday. Old Ron Webster, actually, uh, just just passed on uh, the seventeenth. So about a week week ago Friday, I turned uh, young the big the big thirty three. Ooh, getting yeah. old, getting old. His beard is actually thirty four years old. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I mean it's it's been to Australia, my face at least. Oh boy! Half a day, half a day older than the rest of me, maybe. <laughs> One year before we start, I flew to Australia, and you know how you leave LA at like eleven thirty at night. Yep. And you get there the next day, so you do skip a day, right? Right. Yep. The day was my birthday, so like when I left <laughs> Australia, it was the day after my birthday. I was like, boom! I just bought myself a year, baby. You bought it, yeah. <laughs> you skipped. He skipped his birthday. It didn't ever happen. Took off on the 16th, landed on the 18th. I'm like, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I would never. Yeah. I never hit my birthday. I don't so you're, 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 the, you're the 17th as well. What month? Uh, November. There you go. Yeah. I've, yeah. And, and, and I'm not going to be the guy that talks about your your like signs, you know, like you're a Gemini or whatever. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I have no clue I'll about it. I do that in stuff. the clubs when I'm trying to, you know, trying to <laughs> get, subscribe, you know what I mean? I'll bring it up then. Then I become an expert, but actually I know nothing about it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, Rick, let's let's get right into this. Um, I know you're a busy man, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. We've got a unique situation, right? Most, pretty much, 49 states are closed. Some of them are talking about opening. Georgia, which is where you're located, is in fact open, and you've you've been met by a lot of surprises, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about. Obviously, we can talk about how to prepare. But now you're open. Like this is like through the we're, we're seeing into the future for a lot of these gym owners that haven't opened yet. This is what I want to talk about because we can talk about what to do to prepare. But this is the real deal. Yep. So Rick, why don't you take us through the quick little journey of the last probably what four or five days? Yeah, for sure. Happening? So um, last week um, it was funny because the weekend before last, so you know, uh, ten days or so ago, right? Um, the you know, I was going to run to Costco to grab something and there was a sign outside saying like, you can't even come in unless you're wearing a mask. That was like on a Sunday, I believe. And then literally a couple of days later, the governor comes out and he's like, you know, phase one starts, you know, this Friday. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Like I literally couldn't even go into a ginormous store with, and they were limiting how many people could get in there with a mask. And then like I, literally a couple of days later, it's like, Phase one is open, and in phase one in Georgia, gyms were included in that. Love it. Along with, um, there were some odd things like gyms, Strip tattoo, tattoo parlors. I'm like, yeah, you got to do that, right? <laughs> and then bowling alleys. Because <laughs> somebody out there has got to get their bowling in, right? 
right? You know what? What's probably somebody owns a bowling alley that's friends with the governor. What do you think? Guaranteed. It's got to be connected money. Sticking your fingers in that nasty ball. Like, there ain't no way. <laughs> First of all, like the shoes. That's not safe. No, everybody. <laughs> there's, somebody, there's somebody else's shoes to start with. So anyway, it was crazy. So all of a sudden we went from like, we're going to be on shutdown for a long time. And, and listen, it was only, honestly, our state was set to open May 1st. So we decided not to open on Friday. Like one of my gyms opened. So we got a couple gyms here. So one of my gyms opened on Friday to a great success, right? Yeah. We decided to open on Monday here at the bigger gym just because um, we had a, uh, a company coming in to do a treatment, a COVID treatment. So it was like a big industrial like cleaning and then they dusted the whole place and some positive ion charges and all this stuff that's supposed to like kill COVID for 27 years or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> if, you know, if you believe the science, one of the, one of the fiancés of a guy that's on my team works at a, a really prestigious university here in town. She's an infectious disease specialist and they're studying this stuff all the time. And she said it was solid science. So, okay. We went with it. So we waited because that was happening on a Saturday. We didn't want to open Friday. So we waited and opened on Monday. Okay. Um, and so we went from like the whole thing's going to be shut down for a while to like, hey, we're opening Monday. And so it went fast. And as you can imagine, you guys, the initial reaction, so I can only base it on like what my clients have said, right? It's exactly that you could take the general sentiment of the general, or you could take the sentiment of the general public and overlay that over your gym. And basically that's what you're going to get, right? So we had, like on the left side of the camp is like, like, look, man, if you even go outside right now, everyone is going to die. You're literally killing people by being open. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, that's heavy, right? So there's that side. Then there's the other side that's like, this is bullshit. It's a conspiracy from the government. It's nothing more than the common cold. I'm like, all right, all you guys are crazy. It's probably somewhere in between, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So we had a handful of like crazies that were saying we're killing people, a handful of crazies saying like it's been nothing the whole time. We should have never closed. And then right down the middle is a whole bunch of people that, by the way, are not the biggest mouthpieces on social media, right? So you just didn't hear from them. And those are the people that, that looked at it and were like, all right, so it's a calculated risk, right? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at all this data set, and I'm going to, as an adult, make a decision on how, you know, if I'm at risk or not, do I take care of an at-risk parent? Like, what are all the factors? And then I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make my own decision based on my health, right? And right. So that's the people that we got to the gym. I mean, those in the, in the crazies that figured it was nothing the whole time. And so we had a, a, a mixed bag of reactions. Um, most of them really positive, as you can imagine. Yeah, because okay. the ones we're hearing from are the ones that are going to be coming in, right? So it was like, awesome. I can't wait to come back to my third place. You know, you've got work, home, and my third place is the gym. And right. a lot of, for a lot of people, it's only their second place because they only have home right now. They're right. Not they got, they want to get out of the house. Yeah, right? exactly. And so it was just like, and I can tell you this, like we didn't open until Monday, but Friday, everything was open and I went for a motorcycle ride and I was coming home on the highway from the mountains and it was freaking packed, man. It was traffic like a weekday. And I was like, what the hell? And then I'm like, oh yeah, because I've been riding like periodically or I can go out in the middle of the week and just take a couple of hours nice. and yeah. no one out, right? Nothing. This yeah. was absolutely jammed up, like a regular weekday rush hour traffic. And I was like, oh, the restrictions are lifted. So there's a huge chunk of the population, you guys, that we're not hearing from right now who are just laying low. And as soon as it's like, hey, you can go, they're going. And so we opened on Monday um, with all that kind of hoopla and only a few people saying we were crazy and a few people saying it's about time. But for the most part, it was just people just, yeah, I'm ready. Glad you guys are open. Okay. So yeah, those are the three camps. What, what happened with the staff? Cause I know you, you, you posted that video in the business talk group and that was, you got it. That was probably the most responded to post we've ever had. I mean, it was like hundred and something comments share. I mean, everybody was talking about this post. No, dude, I got blown up from that. It's like, I felt like a whiner afterwards. Cause that was just kind of like a, Hey, the, the idea was to say, here's what you might hear. You know, yeah. We're here before you. These are some things that you might want to prepare yourself for mentally. But actually, once I got started on it, it came out as like me just bitching like a mother, right? Yeah, and so yeah. I got all these text messages from folks that I've met online or maybe at a yeah. format or summit. They're like, it's okay, man. You're going to be all right. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. No, like, that's I, not what I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah, I hate that I came across as like, ah, you know, because that wasn't it at all. I was just trying to say, hey, heads up. This surprised me. Maybe, maybe it was bad leadership to not foresee this. But basically what happened was, um, let me take a step back. So what set this up, you guys, is we were paying our staff full till, right? So we had not received the PPP relief, but we have a pretty, 
you know, cash, good cash reserve, run a good business. And so I'm like, listen, we're going to pivot to virtual. And so we took all of our clients virtual on the app and there was, you know, we reduced our revenues a little bit and we had some people about 20% say, Hey, you know, we're going to take a break. And so our overall revenue came down on the ones that stayed. Some just like literally froze. There's nothing we could do to talk them out of it. And um, so I paid my guys full pay everybody here, even if you're a part-time or whatever, I'm just like, look, I'm here to help. This is what we're about as a company. we we can actually do it. And we're going to bide our time until we either reopen or we get this, relief loan, right? Well, we hadn't received the relief loan. And once the, the government announced like, Hey, you can reopen. I was like, so obviously as the entrepreneur, I'm stoked. I'm like, yes, holy yeah. crap, we're back, yeah. baby. Got game on. Right. And you know, I underestimated, um, how cautious my team would be. And I don't really know, like, you know, I don't want to be cynical and say like, well, of course they were because they were getting paid full rate the whole time, right. Out of, like, out of our cash reserves, not from the government. Right. And now they have to come back to work. So you can imagine if your shift is 6 a.m. to noon as a coach, you're getting up at five in the morning. Well, you haven't been doing that. You know, maybe you're sleeping until eight and you're you know, sitting mm-hmm. around in your jammy servicing people virtually. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, I got to go back to work. Real life. So it yeah. might have been a little bit of that. Might have been a little bit of concern. Um, but it was a surprise that there was more hesitation than I thought. Because I was just like, bam, bam, we're back Monday. Let's do this. Yeah. And I kind of got like, well, are you sure, you know, post a few news articles on our Slack channel that would like lean towards why we shouldn't. I was like, wait a minute. So a mistake. And just to give anybody a heads up, I lobbed a question out there. Who's comfortable or uncomfortable coming in? Right. And it was like uncomfortable, 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 uncomfortable. And then, but it was a terrible question because the realities are, well, okay, well, none of that matters. I don't know why I asked because if you don't come in now, you're not getting paid anymore, right? And so what it looked like from a leadership standpoint was like, hey, if you don't want to, you know, are you uncomfortable? Yes, I'm uncomfortable. Well, tough shit, you have to come in. Yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you know, thinking back for anybody that's listening, when you do roll it out, just, just make your decision. I think it's just bad leadership, but make your decision and then that's what you're going with. And then just be realistic with your guys and say, listen, if you're uncomfortable, I get it. But the realities are, if you don't want to come in, you have to be servicing revenue from now on to get paid. Like I'm done mm-hmm. carrying everyone, it's just not going to work right our we have a runway and we're not going to completely deplete our cash reserves you know we need we need to market when this thing comes back out there's a lot of reasons to hang on to some money so that was just a surprise for me right and i think i was like once once i had a chance to reflect and get over the initial shock of it um i felt really dumb for even having a reaction because i'm like well of course like they don't think like i do they're not my position they've been paid full on if you give them a choice like hey who's mildly uncomfortable of course it's like yeah i don't want to come back either you know yeah, so, that, that question was the, the, the problem, right? Uncomfortable. Probably everybody's a little uncomfortable, but are you just going to come to work or not? That, that's, yeah, you'll, you'll open the door and it snowballs. You yeah, know? I mean, and everybody it's, it's piles like, it's, on. It's, exactly. It's that one bad seed maybe that kind of created that fear and then also well, everybody else kind of ran with it. It manifested itself, you guys. It wasn't like somebody was just like, I'm not coming. It was sort of no. that, that, that stuff that does kind of bother me, if I'm honest, like that little passive-aggressive, like, asking a bunch of leading questions like, well, do you feel safe with this? Is this, are you sure this is safe? Cause the news is saying this, what do you think about this? I'm like, what are we doing? You're either coming or you're not. I'm sorry I asked you, it doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't matter if you're comfortable yeah. or not. Like I, or, or you don't like the thing is, and some of the conversations I had with some of, some of my folks is they were like, you know, we felt like we were being strong armed into coming in. I'm like, well, you were actually. So the mistake was asking at all because the realities are, I'm not strong arming you. I'm just saying, come in or don't get paid. That's the mathematical reality of it. Yeah. Not necessarily me personally saying, hey, I'm mad at you. It's just like, it's just the way it works, right? So just probably a poor communication on my part. Should have been handled in a face-to-face meeting, but we had already done our meeting that week and it was like happening fast. Yeah. So again, yeah. a lot of things get lost in translation on the Slack channel, text messaging, right? So it just kind of, I just kind of swung and missed, if you will, but it was... Okay. At a time when it's so crucial and people are so like hypersensitive to everything, I should have done a better job. So I can tell anybody listening, like, hey, sit your team down, you know, look them in the eye and say like, all right, you know, or get on a Zoom call or at least and say, here's what we're doing. You know, you have to come in to be paid or whatever that is. As you guys know, a lot of people that are have people that are working at the desk or in roles that maybe aren't as high paid as, as our coaches are they're actually making more while being unemployed. Yeah. So you're, I'm sure you're hearing a lot of that. Like they get their that was a question, and they're like, Hey, sweet. 
you know, like, come on back. Come on back. Well, like, nah, peace out, dude. I'm like making more staying at home and I'll get 26 weeks. That's six months of pay more than you're paying me. I'm not coming back. And that's a whole nother you know, issue. And I yeah. think well, you just have to go hire someone else, right? Yeah. And no, I, and I, we're and seeing I, a lot of that. I raised that I raised that question up in somebody else's post as and I said I, this is why I, f- I fear will happen because they're getting paid probably more. Mm-hmm. And I got ripped apart be like, "Hey, you don't know what it's like to be on unemployment and all this." I was like, "Wait a minute. Did, no, it's like you don't have to work, you get paid or you have to work and you get paid less. What what would you choose? It's just common sense, right? So Well, and the, I mean the human the human dynamic, right? I mean, I don't want to not to throw anyone under the bus, but like the most disciplined individual that's given the same result, if not greater result with zero work, Kate, you know, we, we naturally cater to that, right? We create that sense of entitlement and comfortability and complacency that has to be addressed. I mean, I, like Rick, you know, your situation is rough because you continue to support your team, right? There's gyms on the other end of the spectrum that couldn't, that are still not in the position, like fighting almost the same problem that you're experiencing right the team is not behind them as far as doing the work but the thing that separates separates them from let's say you guys is you guys are the decision makers you're right this is your organization you took the risk you're the ones who are you know everything win or lose right here they're catering to what's being given to them whether it be you or the government and so my question is you know do you think that and, and, and rick this is to speak to your you know, failed, I don't want to say failed leadership, but you, you feel like you could have positioned that better. Do you think that the message for other gym owners, right, when they call, whether it be for their team, for the public, for whomever, we're trying to get back to some level of normalcy. Do you think that confidence and, you know, quick, decisive, this is what we're doing is going to be the ticket or is the way that they should go about it? You know what I mean? To be decisive in their actions and just say, hey, this is the nor- new norm. Let's move. What's your yeah, because that? Ultimately, that was the only way we got to a resolution anyway, Randy. So, yeah, absolutely. So, in hindsight, I should have just said, hey, we're coming back to work under the assumption that everyone that had been, had been carried at full pay was coming back. And then the burden would be on them then to say, hey, I don't want to come back. Now, I could see the writing on the wall because I'm like, hey, we're going to be open Monday. And then these things are like, are you sure? What about this? Have you thought about that? Are you really sure? And of course, if I'm honest, I just emotionally responded to it. You know, I got my shorts in a knot because I felt like I'd been carrying everyone. And I felt like even though in hindsight, it wasn't that I felt like it was a slap in the face. And so I'm just being completely transparent. And so I just said, well, who's comfortable and who's not? And in my mind, the question was who's in, who's out. Right. But they took it as like, well, no, I'm I'm really just kind of uncomfortable as well. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And it was like, me too. too." I'm like, great. I don't, I have no one that can work right now. <laughs> so then I said, well, here's the reality of it, right? Like you either have to come in or you're not getting paid. And then, then it felt like, well, why'd you even ask? Fair question. Now we feel like we're being stronger. I'm into it. And I was like, yeah. That, and I said to everyone, it was a mistake to ask because at the end of the day, the reality are the reality is you have to come in. And if you don't, you don't get paid. And I shouldn't have because I just okay. think my anticipation was that they'd be like with me, like, Hell yeah, back to work, bro. You know, and it wasn't that at all. That so, sucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so you got that cleared up and Monday comes around. Did you have a full staff or do you still have some people hanging back? Um, yeah, because of that, I had to furlough a few. Like, okay. I just got to say, right. hey, you know, I, listen, I got on the phone with everybody over the weekend and was just like, hey, are you all right? Like, what the hell was that all about? And the interesting thing was, it really wasn't about what we thought it was about. As you can imagine, one thing that's happened um, is that this, it's like a crisis, right? And so it brings all the shit that's underneath the surface to the surface. So all of a sudden you think you're talking about, you know, nervousness around COVID and you're not, you're talking about like, I've been here how long, what's next for me and the company. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Right. Again, like, duh, like I should have known better. Right. It just sort of brings all that out. And so, um, you know, a couple of people were just furloughed because of that. Like, hey, all right, well, listen, go think about it. Great news is, and I, I don't mean to be flippant, or, and I, I care for my guys. I hope they come back. But there's a shit ton of talent on the market right now, right? So I hired a straight baller you know, <laughs> from Orange Theory who's a great. And she was actually making a little bit more on unemployment. She was making a lot, you know, a little bit more than I would even be able to start her at. And we started pretty high pay here, right? But she's a baller. So she's like, well, it's only six months. Like, I need a, I need a, I need a job, like long-term, right? 
So we hired her like straight away because if I'm not paying one, you know, I, we finally got the PPP. So yeah, you gotta have those salaries, right? You gotta pay. You have to have seventy five percent of those of that load, you know, by June first, I think, or something like that. So it's just interesting times, man. It's like there's extra talent in the market. The team's kind of freaking out. It's like I probably swung and missed with a couple of leadership things, but at the end of the day, I think we got it pretty squared away. The, you know, even the ones that furloughed, um, I've, I'm having some more conversations with them. They're coming around a little bit. I'm starting to maybe understand, you know, where they were coming from, you know, a little bit All more. Right. Um, so it, it's getting there. It's just, it's just weird times and it's going to, it's fun. Things like exactly. Right. Like, well, and like, you're the Guinea pig pop up, man. That's the thing. It's like to, to think that you're just going to smoothly sail through all this. Everybody's on your side and they all understand what you're thinking all the time. It's like, it's not true. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, you didn't have to, but thank you. Um, the So now the gym's open, what was like, I know you guys did all your pre- preliminary stuff and I've heard you talking about it and everybody's kind of got their, their playbook on keeping it sanitized, keeping people separated, keeping the equipment in front of them. We're doing the same. What was when you open the door Monday morning and the 5 a.m. crew comes in? Was it like, thank you for being open? Was it like, hey, are they acting weird around each other? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it was just complete grateful and gratefulness and thank yous and all yeah. positive. Now, granted, those are the people that are here and right. so they're, and they're excited to be here. So, but man, it was awesome. So, we had some really funny quotes that came out of it. I posted a few of them. Like, one lady was like, we were, you know, they were in the warm up and they, they kind of have to stay in their own area for everything. So everybody's warming up and she's like, golly. And she's one of those ones, you know, that's always talking about something. So if she doesn't like something, you know it. And if she likes something, you know it, right? Okay. Yeah. So she's, and I like those people because you always know where you stand. And so she's, I'm cutting through the room and she's on the ground and she's like, this is like 50 times cleaner than the produce section at Kroger, which is our local grocery store. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to quote that. That's awesome. Because I mean, basically what she was saying is what we all know, like, unless you're going to lock yourself in your basement in a bubble and duct tape plastic all around you and like, you know, you're, you're going to be exposed in some way, shape or form. And so we, like I said, we fog the place, right? We're, we're leaving the doors cracked open so you can open them with your elbows and things. You don't have to touch them with your hands, right? You're working out in your own space. You're far apart from each other. You're only using the equipment that's been assigned to you. We clean that between every session, right? We got everything strategically placed about as safe as we can be which is 50 times more things than you can do at a big general public place sure. like a grocery store. Right. So sure. it was all good, Tim, like for the people that came in and it really made us feel good. And for the people that did come into work, it really helped them. And I knew this would happen. Like the trainers that actually showed up and worked, um, no clients wore masks like it or not. I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. So calm down. Right. Like <laughs> but nobody chose to wear masks. Our coaches didn't cause it's hard to project. Talked, and yeah. Sure. Sure. And by the end of the morning, it was like, everything was like back to normal. They were like, sweet, done. And we were at about 50% capacity because that's a big question I've had as well. So, you know, we're running a personal training model, which makes this, by the way, much easier. So we Mm -hmm. thankfully had already been on that model before. And you guys run that too, that small group model. And that's all we do. So that made it much easier. But um, yeah, when people came in, it just, um, you know, I don't know. I think the overall sentiment was really, really good. You know, I don't want to get too, too much into the details. Okay. But, uh, but overall, they everybody loved it. We were doing all the things that we needed to do safely. And then after the first few shifts, my coaches were just like back in the game. You know, they were Beautiful. like, oh, cool. like this is oh. gonna be fine. We're so, gonna be all right. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's all we could, that's what we want, right? We just want to get back to normal. Your clients want to get back to normal. Ours do. And the question I might have is, Rick, you know, of the 100% of your clients, how many of them, as far as a percentage, are back in, back in the gym and how many of them are deciding not, not to? Yeah, well, we got, we're all over the board with that. You know, there's literally people that have told us, listen, I'm not coming back until September because from what I understand, there's going to be another spike of this thing. And then da, 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 I'm like, whoa, like, all right. Like, and, and like, you can't tell them different because they're looking at the same. They're cherry picking data and stories just like we are. And they have their belief systems. That's that's the hardest thing, you guys. I'll say about this is it's yeah, simple. yeah, absolutely. A lot of ways it's politicized, like business, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you if you say this, you either agree with me or you're wrong. Like there's no yes. way to see it any other way than the way I see it. And it's the same data set. It's like religion, politics, everything else that you're not supposed to talk about. But now we're forced to talk about it, right? And not only are we talking mm-hmm. about it, it's like affecting our business. And so we had a few people that were like, "I'm not ever coming in again because this is going to kill everyone," you know. And then uh, a bunch of people were going to wait till the actual opening date. So next week we'll see a big bump. But our schedule was at 50% capacity. That's really good for us. So think about we have 12 slots per hour available, Mm -hmm. right? Our normal metric for doing well is to have 80% of all of our hours booked. So when we run an efficiency uh, metric over our gym, which we do weekly, we want to be at 80% of hours booked. If we're that, we're doing really well. Like that's a good, healthy business without a virus, right? And so to be at 50% capacity for the first few days open, I was ecstatic. That's not, I mean, that's that's far off, but it's not as far off as I thought we would be. No, no, you're that's well awesome. over halfway there to, to where you yeah, want from exactly. zero to 80. Yeah, you're over 50, so good. Yep. Yeah, and that's stuff that we're going to be looking at. We were trying to track like how many people were logging into the Zooms and all this stuff. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's all over the place. So some weeks are good, some are down. Our governor is coming out today. This afternoon, oh, at six, really? six, yeah, he's going to tell us what we, we're allowed to do, uh, and 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 I don't know. Like, even if he says we're not allowed to open, do we open anyway? What does that look like? Our clients are begging, like, "What are you guys going to do?" Like, I, I've been trying to follow the rules, but you know, at some point, enough's enough. I know that Orange County, they're Orange just going to go. They're going they're against. They're, they're just going yeah. straight rogue. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to open. They're just like, screw this. Like, this is against our constitutional rights and all this stuff. The only thing that bothers, like, makes me a little nervous is who holds our business licenses is the government. Like, if they want to pull our business, like, they could. We, we broke the rules. Sure. You, can't, you can't operate anymore. Like, well, then and we, we, talk, we talked about that going into this, right? Like, the personal travel, leaving, going to the grocery store, that's one thing. But to operate your business when essentially they're giving you the opportunity to do so because of you know, the way things are set up. They start plucking those or, or assessing fines. I mean, you know how it is when it comes to a government assessing a fine when you're in day-to-day operations, same with a, a construction background. That's like operating without a CO, you know, like super slippery. I mean, dude, they're, yeah. You're like day fines are going to be in the, the 10, 12, $1,500 range. And you know, and where, the only way out of that, you're going to be caught up in court. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Right? You know what you're saying like for me, it's like, well, it's a slippery slope because at what point can the government step in with a, a similar data set? And you have politicians who, and quite honestly, in some cases are pandering to their constituency, right? Absolutely. Like, hey, I'm, I'm the yep. safest mayor. So I was, I shut it down first. Like I'm that guy. So reelect me in the fall, you know? And then like, Oh no, no, no. Like when they start to see things swing back, they're like, I'm the one that opened first. Like I want to save small business. I'm like, where are we with this thing? And, and that, yeah. That, you know, is a really slippery slope when the government can kind of control, um, you know, how you do business. It's like, I hate it, but, but I'm also willing to play ball to a certain extent because I don't want to be flippant. I certainly don't want to be responsible. And I mean, I'm not out to obviously kill people's grandparents or whatever either. So sure. it's a weird spot. I think in. the one thing, the one thing that we see this week and, and Tim, that was like the article I shared, the attorney general, you know, for the U S Barr came out and he actually posted, he, he did a memorandum looking for, elected officials at the state and county levels and so forth that are actually taking this further, right? Pushing beyond what the federal government is recommending for mandate. And so I think we're, it's going to go, I think government side of it is going to get really dirty here. I think we're going to see the state and federal governments kind of hashing out what is okay, what's acceptable. But the reality of what we're all going to experience is what is that, like back speaking to your point, Rick, right? The perception of each person. What values do they hold on to? What is their fear level? What is their 
you know, desire to get back to normalcy and work and results. Everybody is different. You know, like the three of us, I think we kind of are all in the same boat. Like, let's just get back to this, uh, to, to the gym owners we speak to every day. I mean, I, there's just as many that are fearful of that resurgence of the results or the, the virus coming back. And, and so they're okay kind of keeping their doors shut. But to that degree, like how long can this go on? Like yeah. you're not a business. Businesses don't exist without an income. Well, and that's, that's what you know, we talked about today earlier. Cause you guys know we do our little podcast as well. And it's like, it's just one of those things as an entrepreneur, like you're looking through things through your own lens. I think everyone does, mm-hmm. this, right? If you're at home and you have sick parents or you have respiratory problems, then don't freaking come out. And I fully support you in your personal decision. Now, don't try to force feed your decision onto me because I have a different reality and I have a different That's absolutely lens on things. So can we all just, where's personal responsibility come into this, right? So as an entrepreneur, it's like, you know, I don't want to be sitting still in traffic at a green light while all my businesses around me are just flying by, right? So if you're that business that wants to be social signaling and being like, yo, we're the safest gym ever, that's great. But just keep in mind that while you're closed for a month and a half because you think you've got some data that shows things are going to jump off again, you might not be there because guys like me are going to open and do it the best we can. And I hope history's on the right side of my decision. I really do. It might not be. I don't know. Who knows, right? But right now, using whatever information I have and being as careful as I can be, I have to be open and running when my competitors are open and running. That's the harsh reality of business. And if people aren't entrepreneurs, um, they probably don't understand that. They don't see it. They don't. The risk versus reward is not. No, they don't see it. And if you think about the general population of the population, how many percentage are entrepreneurs? A thin fraction. And so the majority of the people want to stay closed. They don't want to go to work. They're getting paid. The, that's why you hear that voice a lot. And then us, who the, our groups that we talk to, we're like, let's get open, just like you said. And you made a great point. You, great, great analogy. You don't want to be sitting at a green light with all your competitors blitzing by you, picking up market share, and you're sitting there trying to be the safe guy. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm completely to this side, but then the perception of the public is over here. And like you, you're just, you're like you said, it's a weird tiptoe. We're trying to play this tiptoe. Yeah, you're it's politicizing business, which is really odd. Right? <laughs> if you do this, you're wrong. If you don't think yeah. like I do, you're wrong. It's like, and you have clients are all over the board, right? They look at every as they should. Everybody looks at through their lens. So all I'm asking our guys to do is like, hey, just make your own decision. Like whether it's guys on my team or people that don't want to come to the gym, it's like you can only do what you can do, but try not to impose that on everyone else because. Not everyone sees it like you do. They don't have your challenges, right? So it's a tough time. So here's a just an oddball question. You've been open two days. Are you seeing anybody from that weren't members coming in trying to sign up or becoming yeah, a member? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, we've had a decent amount. So yeah, Good. exactly. Yeah, right, right. So we've kept our ad spend up. You know, we, we tried to pivot to virtual. And I know there's people making claims that are just crushing virtual. We, we had some, but I would say like, I mean, maybe we didn't do a good job of it. I'm certainly willing to admit that. We didn't crush virtual. We had a couple that signed up, but not a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so noisy. New, new business, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand new business, virtual only, right? We had a handful, like four, I think, total in, in three weeks or whatever it was. So, but now that we're back, you know, we're doing fine. So we're getting our leads are back on track. There's a guy that owns a general service gym down the street from me and he's open and he's like, he sold more memberships. Now, remember he opened on Friday. He sold more memberships in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first week that he was open than he sold in the previous month. Before closing. Again, there's other gyms that haven't opened yet. So he's open. It was funny. I I went into his gym. He's a great guy. I went into his gym to work out. There's all these like yoked up dudes in there. And it's a, it's a brand that doesn't typically bring like super buff people to it. You know? Yeah. I was looking around. I'm like, man, I mean, it's a cool bodybuilding gym. It is a bunch of just rocked up people, you know, guys and girls. I'm like, who the hell are these people? I'm using the fittest guy in there. Like I'm a wimpiest guy in here. I'm going to switch gyms, right? So, but I asked him and he's like, yeah, it's been great. Like I'm the only game in town. So all these bigger gyms, you know, whether like these $10, like your crunches and the type of gyms that might attract more of your, of your bodybuilder dudes, they're not open yet just because they're so big and they're so high volume. So he's attracted a lot of those people. So, I mean, whether or not they're good for his culture long-term, they probably wouldn't stick around in that gym. But um, he's, Again, early indications are from us and from him and other people in the market that it's really good. 
Okay, great. So what, was there a marketing message that he put out that you put out or is it just known? Are you guys pushing out anything right now? We went right back. We just do like our 28 day challenge and they get half off the first month. So we just right charge, charge for marketing right back to the well. Now in the ad copy, we mentioned a lot of the things we talked about, right? Like super clean, smaller yeah. Group yeah. control, you know, the speak to like, I think y'all heard you say this, Tim, and then I've echoed that a bunch of times, which is, you know, the, the value product position right now is safety, right? Yeah. Trust is trust, trust is trust. the yep. right. So, you know, like a down and dirty video of walking around your gym saying, you know, I'm Randy, I've opened here in 1992. You know, let me show you some of the things that we're doing to take care of our community. You know, and here's the door, you know, here's the door handles that you can open with your elbows. And here's the fogging system that we had done. And yeah. just show them the nuts and bolts, man. Dig right in and just go mm-hmm. do down and dirty and use a short 30 second version of that as your marketing. And put in there what your thing is. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, this is somebody I know. He's got a local gym. He's trustworthy, right? Let me tell you how I know that there's some psychology to that. Like, I was talking to one of our clients, and they were like, yeah, you know, I was, they said, I don't see why this makes sense, why you guys would have to close. They're like, you know, like, I come in here. It's like, I know everyone in here. Like, I go down to the gym down the street. I don't know those people. And I'm thinking, like, I'm pretty sure knowing people doesn't prevent you from getting a virus. Yeah, yeah. But that's the whole trust yeah. thing, right? The perception is these people like are doing the right thing. They're like me, they're smart and they're here and I trust that they're doing the right things because yes. I know them. And so that trust is a big deal right now. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. And so think about it this way. We always try to figure out what marketing angle speaks to the emotions. And we always in the past have like fat loss, weight loss, look better at the beach, look great for your wedding. All that stuff is emotional, but we can never really nail it. This is the easy, this is a slam dunk. Like everybody, no matter what goal they are, you don't have to talk about the goals. You just talk about the safety and the trust of your new, brand new, redesigned, cleaned, fogged, sterilized facility. It's going to bring people in because it's hitting the emotions of what's happening right now. And it's a, whole, it's a slam dunk. If anybody does not grow in the month that they're open, I think they're doing something wrong or they're just not marketing. And you're just not telling well, anybody. You can have the cleanest gym in town. If you don't tell anybody, Nobody knows. That's it. And that's a conversation I had with um, one of our clients, David, this morning. There, He's in New York. He's in upstate New uh, York. I mean, David Bender. And so he's, you know, he's going through, he's not New York City. He's upstate. They've had like 40 cases in their county. I mean, it's entirely different dynamic than being downtown New York. But downtown New York and the policies of the state are going to be dictated by what happens in New York City. So David's over here in he, like to the beginning of our conversation. What happens if they don't open up or this is phase four and they're talking about September, October, January. He goes, you know, am I opening my doors? Am I taking the risk? What is what are my clients saying? And we got to talking about like, what is the message to your audience? And he, before that, he was alluding to the fact that like people are, are all over the place. And I said, well, you know, energy, things we know, energy breeds energy the majority of people are looking for leadership and people to follow, but ultimately their decision to walk in your, their, your gym or not is going to come down to how comfortable can you make that individual knowing that the risk that you've mitigated is handled, right? You, you've, you've, you've handled that for them. And so the only way that it doesn't matter about the results that you're talking about, it doesn't matter about all of the stuff that we typically would be saying yet we need to address and, and start with, this is what I'm doing to keep my place clean. This is, uh, you are, your safety is my priority. And until anything else, like before yeah. anything else, that is the message everyone needs to lead with. Because yep. and, and they're in the psychology of the individual, people are going to flock to those. That's why I asked about your confidence level like when making that decision. Right? Like people, when you move decisively, people follow and I think that people that show an unwavering faith, like, hey, guys, we're waiting to see what the governor's going to say, you know, based upon how many people can come in today. No, like, if you know your rules, play within it, you know, with what you can. And as entrepreneurs, you know, risk versus reward. But ultimately, you can't, nobody can sit around and just wait for somebody else to tell them how to operate, how this is going to handle, how, because all of it's completely up in the air. There is no script for this. And at the same time, you know, as business owners, don't go chasing the guy who's telling you he's got the script for reopening your gym today. I've been I've been sent like three, three screenshots, dude. And it pisses me off. 
Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. If anybody has the script, it's me. I'm the only one open. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the reason that we we agreed to, right? Like, hey, let's let's have let's have Rick on the podcast because you're the only, you're the guinea pig right now. Yeah. You're what you're telling us is real results based upon that's measurable data. Not some dude sitting in his mom's basement telling us that he's got a marketing plan that's going to get more gym, more clients in your gym. Well, screw off. Like that's not the reality of it. This has never happened before in business. Hopefully it never happens again. Don't pretend that you've been there before. Let's follow the lead of those that are out there cutting the path. And plus, like there's not a lot of surprises with what's happened, right? Like our clients are super excited. One thing I haven't maybe done the greatest leadership of the team, but I've leaned in because I'm not really active in my gym as much, but I've fully leaned into that because I'm halfway decent at crafting copy, you know, that makes sense, right? During this time. And so I've been messaging all of our clients and it's been really good. Like we've had great feedback. When we showed the fogging or whatever, it's like you get these comments that just make you feel good, you know, and then look, everybody needs that right now. So you put that out and they're like, thank you so much. I'm so proud to be part of a gym that does every little thing to take care of us from giving us these virtual workouts when we weren't here and holding us accountable to now opening up and doing it in the right way and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, you know, it just feels good. And so I think you're right, Randy, just being direct. And I mean, obviously, again, I've messed up a few steps as well, but I think to our clients, it's been really good. And we've had a strong resolve and we've been very transparent and open about like, guys, I know some of you don't agree like there and we're open for comments. Like some more clients, like, I think you're making a huge mistake. Like before we close, people like you should have closed already. This is irresponsible. Yeah, we like, got well, that. Appreciate you saying that. And they were like, you know, I have medical people in my family. I'm like, you know, we got doctors and infectious disease specialists that we have access to as well. We're all looking at the same data set. We're just trying to navigate this as best as possible. And I, I respect that you feel that way. I really do. But there's other people who don't feel that way. And we're sort of like doing our best. So give us some grace here. We don't, we're trying to, you know, there's another camp of people that's not like you that would have us stay open even if we were like a zombie apocalypse, you know? So it's like, give me a break, dude. We're trying to work our way through it as best we can. And that seemed to be really well received. Like really, same thing reopening. I think there's people like, oh, it's way too early. You know, you're opening too early. I was like, well, there's a whole chunk of people that do want to come in. We're going to safely open for them. And then we're going to keep, we're going to keep servicing you virtually as long as you need us to. Right. And then when you're ready, we'll be here and just trying to keep it like it's nice. And It's it's like battling the boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like walking into your gym, like you can do your due diligence. Tim, you're doing the same thing, right? Like this, this seems safe to me, but like ultimately we're never going to know, right? There is no definitive. Okay, perfect. The country's open, go back to work. But it's almost like the, the, a good, a good portion of the population just waiting for somebody to tell them normal is here. You know what I mean? So I think that there's a lot of people telling them stuff. It's just coming from everywhere. So you know, yeah, absolutely. If people ask me, like, well, what if what if there's another spike in the virus? I'm like, then there's another spike in the virus. Like, and we what can handle it then? Like, I'll close back down then. I mean, I'm <laughs> just trying to do the best with what's right in front of me. You know, it's like that. Do what you can. Don't worry about what you can't control. That type of thing. That's kind of where we're at. But <laughs> so far, man, it's been it's been overwhelmingly to let any of the gym owners know that are listening overwhelmingly positive it feels amazing as an entrepreneur to be moving in any direction at all i I think like you guys when when this thing first jumped off i was i had a weird excitement about it because it's the biggest ass problem ever to solve and i was like oh here's what we're gonna do and got it all dialed in and then once we were just finally relented we're like all right we have to shut down you know that next week and then that next week once we had the playbook built it was like oh man i could feel my energy and my you know mm-hmm. mojo just dropping off no problems to solve wait and see waiting for somebody else to tell me what to do all the things that would drive me nuts normally the wait and um, see wait and see drives so crazy and and, and you, you've heard that statement tim and then i'll finally shut up but, but you know they they say what well, fear is the strongest human emotion and the greatest fear of all is fear of the unknown 
And that's exactly what everyone has that's right happening. now. If you're a fearful Absolutely. person, strongest emotion you can have in your body and the biggest fear is what we don't know and none of us know. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where people that are nervous nellies, it's really going to affect them. It really is. Well, definitely. And I would throw two big takeaways out of this, this past probably 10 minutes of conversation. No, number one is tell everybody what you're doing to keep it clean. So not just to your current clients. I would start there because you I mean that's your tribe. So send them, show them, give them videos, tell them exactly what you're doing in the gym. And we're doing that on a kind of like a bi-weekly basis. We're kind of doing it twice a week or whatever. And then the other thing for those gym owners that are on the edge of whether or not you should open, even if you can, and if whether or not, look at what is allowed to be open right now, Costco, Home Depot, Walmart, gas stations. And you can't tell me that you can't do a better job than what's being cleaned and the people that are walking around in those places. That should tell you right now that you should be very comfortable opening your facility. If, if people are okay going to those places, you know your place is cleaner than that. So well, the purpose of give you some confidence. Right? Like, you know, here, um, you know, one of our mutual friends on Facebook posted a comment. He goes, I'm at the point right now where I'm starting to wonder, like we talked about, right? Is it the buddy buddy system on who's getting the approvals and things like that? Or is it a legitimate safety concern? How are you telling me that liquor stores are essential, mm -hmm. but the fitness studio who's training one person per trainer per hour can't operate in something in a way that every infectious disease specialist says is what is needed to help prevent somebody from contracting something like this. Well, yeah. I think you know, one of those problems is we all get lumped into like that word gyms, right? And that can mean a $10 a month gym where you've got yeah. like, 300 people in there at one time or our gym where you have 10 or 12, right? And so I was, part of a discussion group about recategorizing fitness studios into a different category through the lens of the government so that they couldn't just say gyms and then that wouldn't include us, right? That we could have a separate, but if you think about it, that won't work either, right? Because if you're Orange Theory, you're cramming a shit ton of people into a small space and I'm not knocking that would those. That be a studio. Yeah, 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 I mean, like you're in a studio, but you're still like in the same space that I'll have 12, you got 24. And so how do you do that? Like, how do you social distance? Do you go every other treadmill? Every other road will that bust your business model. So yeah, so you I'm can't really say square footage. You can't do that. No, because you can cram a bunch of people into it. Like if you're a cycling class, you can put sixty people in yeah. in a thousand square feet. I mean, yeah. you're all over each other. So I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough question to answer. But I'm glad Georgia went first. Honestly, like I Me mean, too. It, yeah, certainly in keeping with where I was mentally. Um, hospitals are not overtaxed you know if, if it's true that you really can't stop it it's kind of like the wind right and then a big chunk of us are going to either be exposed to it without knowing or actually get it and know it, whatever that is then uh if your if your healthcare system is not overtaxed why would we use you know new york city as the lens for the entire the country would be would be a good question but again it's one of those things where we don't want to even probably go here because like that's only going to get us flamed right if we have any opinion at all about what's happening it's yeah. probably not going to be good because half the people that listen are going to be like, oh, you know. 50-50, right down the middle, right? Yeah. And so, and I think a lot of states are looking at Georgia right now to see what happens. And, yeah. and it sucks. Absolutely. Because, and, I'm, and I'm proud of your governor for just taking, you know, he seems like, I don't know him. They Just from hearing him talk, good, you know, whatever, redneck, whatever, got the accent. He's like, good, whole, you know, he's business first. He's that not real smart. He's not real smart. remember like when he first came out, while we were rolling in, he was slow to close also, right? Uh -huh. So we were the last states to close down, and, and he admitted on air, which was a huge mistake, that he didn't realize that the virus could be transmitted by respiratory means. Yeah, oh. I didn't, didn't know, nobody told me that. Is that true? He's all like, <laughs> oh, no. We're all like, oh. So like when he, when he <laughs> got to come and say, we're going to roll back out, everyone's just like, you know, everyone oh. that didn't think, I think thinks it's too early is like, this guy didn't even know that it could be spread through respiratory means. How can he make this decision? And yep. I mean, obviously I appreciated it because we were looking to try to get back to normal, but um, I could understand why he would have some critics. That's for sure. Okay. So are, are they going to do like a two week kind of like update or they just, they're open in the world. Is, is everything open? The whole, the whole state's open, no restrictions or anything. Well, it's, we're already, into like it started on um, Friday with the gyms and the other laundry list of really strange businesses. Yeah. Yeah. 
have to have it's like work out get a tat go bowling right you could do that on <laughs> yeah but you could do that on friday monday all restaurants were open like go Perfect. for it so we were like you know me man i'm all cavalier entrepreneur i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna go support my local place there's a great mexican joint that we go to and so my I, yeah uh, friday i got my, my, my plans her boyfriend was in town. I'm like, we're all going to this Mexican joint. We got to support our local business, right? And all we right. go down there and they're still closed. And there was a line of, okay, just to give you an idea, here's the general sentiment. It could just be the South, right? There's a line of people to get in this place who are like pissed that they're closed. And so everyone's just like, all right, well, they're just ordering takeout, right? But we have to wait in line to place a takeout order. But that line is forming because people are under the assumption that they're open. Open, yeah. They're all there to eat. I mean, if, if that place would have been open, I don't know how they would have kept everyone away from each other because there was enough people standing outside to fill up the whole restaurant. Oh, But wow. that's a good sign, right? That's a good sign for the economy and for where, where maybe the general public sentiment is. And listen, I'm in Georgia, but I'm north of Atlanta. I'm probably one of the few people that actually went to college here. Or, I mean, most people here are transplants from other states so it's not like we're in the you know appalachian hills or something over here like you know it's not that, right? <laughs> i thought you're i thought you were saying you're like the only educated one there but what you're saying yeah. is you went <laughs> to school there. <laughs> it's a lot like scottsdale right it's like i'm probably the least educated person um it's a very high-end area people are very intelligent. yeah i've been there i've been there yeah, great spot. It's, it's very similar. I've seen the beers you guys drink there. I remember mm. those photos, the picnic it's, tables. It's remember that picture <laughs> with the like this. Yeah, it was the the, the plan comes uh, together over the top, at three. Over the top, the market, the knockoff pick. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> when a plan comes together at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have that. I mean, a lot of people are out and about, but listen, I got buddies that I like. I got motorcycle riding buddies that are pretty tough guys that are like, "Hey, I'm not coming to the gym." just because they've had health history issues or something. I'm like, that's your choice. Like, I'm not going to knock them for it. Right. That's their, you yeah. know, one, guy, one guy legit, his wife, won't, his wife won't let him ride motorcycles with us. I'm like, dude, you're wearing a helmet and you're blowing down the highway at 80 miles an hour. I'm pretty sure you don't get COVID that way. But that's, again, that's his lens. It's like, I, I'm not yeah. going to knock. That's his personal decision. And so as long as we can all agree to respect that people have their own views on things and those are their decisions, great. And you know what? If you're a business owner, and you choose to stay closed because those are your views, good for you. But here's the only challenge that you're going to have is, again, you may not be there when this thing reopens because guys like me are going to open. Hopefully history will be on my side and say I didn't do it irresponsibly and do it the best I can, and I'm going to take your customers, right? And that's, and that's the, the wise the, – you just are you articulated it very well there, right? It's, it's like the Wild West. You can only play to the, the comfort and the knowledge of the things that you know. And they're doing the best of what they have available. You, you have to assume everybody is just playing with their own comfort levels. Well, this is true. This is this is true entrepreneurship right now. It's this risk is, reward. It's calculated risk. Are you willing Absol- to do? Without a doubt. So we're there, and the, I mean, again, to, to Rick's point, if you don't feel comfortable, that's your your decision. Personal right? responsibility, like you said. Yeah. So that's your decision. But the risk takers, you could either win big or. Rick could be making a bad decision. I, I'm I'm with Rick. I don't see this the same as what's going on in, in New York. Like at least out here, it's 104 degrees here to get today. It's going to be hot as hell. We're, we should be open right now. So I'll, I'll be very curious to see what the, our governor says. Uh, but I'm hearing other states talking about late July, fall. Like this is crazy, crazy talk in my opinion. But who am I? And I can tell you, Regular Tim, other other businesses in our area are taking that stance too. You know, the area that I'm in, I can tell you Cave Creek's opening up Friday night, live music at all the venues. They're going for it. They said, um, and literally in their, their, their publications, they're saying, they're saying, um, unless Ducey tells us otherwise, which is our governor, unless he says otherwise, here, here's who's playing, here's our hours, this is what we're doing Friday. So today we'll just decide if they're going to open or not. They're you know, still going to live. Like, like gyms are in tough spots. And again, like what if you own a spin studio? It's like, wow. Or like a buddy of mine, a good buddy of mine owns a jiu-jitsu gym. Like how do you social distance into jiu-jitsu? You're like, I mean, you're like on top of each other, you know? So it's like we're in a pretty good spot. Like as far as, you know, that realm of businesses, we're, we're in a pretty good spot to be able to create that distance that people need and actually make money and bring people in and service them in a way that the yep. government at least is telling us is healthy right now. And I, and I really think uh, our styles of gyms, the studio, small group personal training, the, the fact that we, even though we were closed, we were able to service and collect revenue, even if it was less, we're in a much better position than 
the gold and the EOS and, you know, Mountainside, where these guys have closed down, Orange Share closed down. We're still collecting and we're, and we're collecting the PPP too. And we're, we're negotiating. We're, we're going to come out even stronger with more cash and with more reserves. And yeah, and we've kept all of our staff on full and just like you, uh, Rick. And it's just like, I, I saw this to be a good thing. I mean, it sucks, but I think this actually, we, we simplified, we lowered our expenses. We got rid of like stuff that we don't really use in subscriptions. We renegotiated stuff and we're going to come out of this leaner with maybe even a smaller schedule. I mean, it's just going to be great. So I'm, yep. I'm, I just want to open again. That's really where I'm at. Well, so. I mean, every challenge, as you guys know, if you're an entrepreneur, it's an opportunity. And there's always some people that make great money during times of horrible economic, you know, sanctions and I'm in the stocks right now, baby. Yeah, man. Like it's just a lot of ways to do it. Now, sometimes you have to have money to make it, but even like what you're saying, Tim, it's just a mindset really to Mm -hmm. say, look, man, Mm -hmm. this is a really tough time, but if you can just remove your head from your butt for two seconds, you could get your head above water. You can probably see that there are a few opportunities out there. And that's the way I see it. I'm really excited about, I mean, you know, we're going to franchising. And so like, it makes us look really smart that we just landed on this model before this terrible thing came up. And then I'm like, boom. And everybody we've talked to, we're in all these, and this is a side note, but we're in all these franchise forums with our franchise attorneys. And there's other, like imagine having a food franchise right now where you got to sell $300 worth of hamburgers every lunchtime, every day, or you're not going to make it. Like at least we're on a subscription income, right? And we could service people virtually and there's all these great things. And so Everybody on these calls is like, I can't see a better business model that's better aligned coming out of this than you guys, right? And these are people from all different industries who are just so jealous of where we are. So for any of you gym owners, you know, I will tell you that you are really lucky to be in the business that you're in. And if you look at it as a massive opportunity and you're willing to take a few risks and get out there and and grab some market share, man, it's going to be really good when the dust clears. You know, it really is. Definitely. That's well, what we've been saying. So, guys, so that's a positive. That's a that's a great positive. Yeah. And yeah, and Brick, for you, I mean, obviously, you're going to probably run hard with that that language on your franchising marketing. It yeah, means, it's a little it's, early, you know. I think it's like it would be a bit distasteful while a lot of people are closed to be like, we have the perfect thing, you know. It's like we're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm, but we're <laughs> eventually, we're going to figure out a way to tastefully say like, hey, not only did we survive this with all these tools, these tech tools that we already had in place, by the way. But um, it, like moving forward, if there is any, any government restrictions on how many people can be in a place or social distancing or whatever comes out of this, we're in a really good, or even just the general public sentiment about getting really close to each other. I'm sure that's going to take a minute for us to recover, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think we're sitting in a good place. A funny story about that is I was, I told you I went to my buddy's gym the other day, right? And there was two older people that were in the cubbies next to me. So like, you know, you don't want to get near anybody. So you're trying to get your stuff out of the cubbies, but you're trying to be like, Oh no, you go first. You know, there's this weird little dance going on again. You guys haven't gone through this. So I'll just give you a heads up. So as, this, <laughs> as guys with his wife and they're wearing a mask and everything and they're getting their stuff out of the cubbies, I take a swig of water, right? Well, I get some water down the wrong pipe and I'm thinking, oh. don't cough. Like do not cough. Right. Cause I'm dying. I'm like, and I'm like, hoop, hoop. cause you know, when you're drowning, basically on a couple of droplets of water from your water bottle and I can't hold it in. So finally I'm like, you know, and they literally like run away exactly. and leave them, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, just water. <laughs> but man, it, that's oh, what I mean man. is it's like a whole new reality now. Like, you know, somebody sneezes at the grocery store and everyone's like dead silent. Everyone's like, <laughs> so where that ends up, I don't know. Like, does that go away? Does that stay? Like, do people think, wear masks forever? Like, I don't know, man. I, I think it'll just be a matter of time and a phase. What, did you just cough? What, what? Did, you right, well, yeah. Did you touch your face there? Did you touch your face? Can we get? Can we catch it through Zoom? Can no, we? I've heard it. Yeah. Actually, Zoom has it. Zoom absolutely has COVID. Anyway. We probably all have it because your five G tower gave it to you. Oh man! <laughs> well, I heard whiskey kills it, so that's where I'm at. Hey, right now. let's cheers to that. Boys. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. All right. Well, Rick, thank you so much for just sharing your insights, man. You're, you're a wealth of knowledge. You're just, you're just, you know, I look somebody I look up to, obviously, um, you. you know, over the years we've been even closer or whatever, but, uh, appreciate you spending time. You're the only guest that's been on here three times. This is only our third time doing the zoom kind of, and it's been okay. It's been good. I mean, the, I felt like a little, it was choppy in the middle here, but whatever, but hopefully it comes across great. Um, I appreciate your time, man. And, and I look forward to hearing more updates. And if, we, if we're not open, I'm just going to be looking at you to see what you're doing, man. 
Yeah, we, your lead. We do a weekly podcast as well. We did one very similar to this today. We just kind of kept it very structured. Why don't you plug that real quick? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's the link? We'll get uh, Alloy Personal Training Business is the name of the podcast. Alloy, guys, if you're personal training business, yeah. Alloy Personal Training Business franchise, but right now it's it's all about what we're doing. And so each week, even if we cover a different topic, we'll spend a few minutes at the start just saying, hey. Here's what's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going through. Here's what we're seeing two weeks in or three weeks in. And just by virtue of us opening first, we'll be a little bit ahead so we can give yeah. you guys some insight. But yeah, man, thanks for having me back. It's To me, you got the best podcast going, bro. It's like the yeah, best man. one. I love what you and Randy are doing, so I appreciate you, man. And we got whiskey. So thanks. I appreciate thanks. you, brother. Thanks. Guys, go out there and get it. If you, can, if you can open, I would take Rick's lead. Like, I love the analogy. You can't be sitting at the, at the green light and everybody's passing you, so... Again, it's up to you what you decide to do. But guys, uh, until next episode, keep changing lives and we'll see you on the next show. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.